0: well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I have been waiting for this day. You have too for quite some time. The Supreme Court releasing its decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin on Thursday striking down New York's May issue carry laws that require uh, applicants to show proper cause before they can obtain a permit to carry the decision released by the Supreme Court today in a six, three uh, d- decision, by the way, uh, not only implicates New York's may issue laws, but the may issue laws in every other state that still has them on the books, including the state of California, uh, New Jersey, Maryland, Massachusetts. This is a huge decision, and it goes beyond the right to bear arms, which is a big enough case in and of itself. The court's language, the majority opinion authored by uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas sets up a a test, basically takes lower courts to task for this two-step process that they've been using, first, whether to determine whether or not the Second Amendment is implicated by a particular gun control law, and then what standard of review to use, strict scrutiny, intermediate scrutiny, rational basis. Uh, The opinion rejects all of that, says there's no reason for a two-step analysis. You need one step. You need to determine whether or not the Second Amendment rights of American citizens are implicated by this law and whether or not. Uh, A particular law in question has some sort of uh, analog in the history, text and tradition of the right to keep and bear arms in the United States. That has major implications for many other gun control laws on the books, including bans on so-called assault weapons, quote unquote, large capacity magazines, which really don't have historical analogs up until the last 30 or 40 years or so when you've seen a number of democratic states that have adopted these gun control measures. But really, those types of bans don't exist in American history. So this is a hugely important decision, not just for those who live in May issue states, but for gun owners all across the country. And let's take a look at uh, how the court reached its decision. We've got a couple of quotes here from the 135-page opinion. That does include a dissent as well. Uh, But this is what Justice Thomas had to say, writing for the majority. Quote, after reviewing the Anglo-American history of public carry, the court concludes that respondents have not met their burden "...to identify an American tradition justifying New York's proper cause requirement. Apart from a few late 19th century outlier jurisdictions, American governments simply have not broadly prohibited the public carry of commonly used firearms for personal defense, nor have they generally required law-abiding responsible citizens to, quote, "...demonstrate a special need for self-protection distinguishable from that of the general community to carry arms in public." The court goes on to say the constitutional right to bear arms in public for self-defense is not a second class right subject to an entirely different body of rules than the other Bill of Rights guarantees, according to the Supreme Court's decision in McDonald. The exercise of other constitutional rights does not require individuals to demonstrate to government officials some special need. The Second Amendment right to carry arms in public for self-defense is no different. New York's proper cause requirement violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from, uh, excuse me, from uh, 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 channeling their uh, right to keep or from exercising, excuse me, their uh, right to keep and bear arms in public. Full stop. That is, again, hugely important. Now, let's talk specifically about the reaction uh, from New York State and others. They have been anticipating this, right? And they've said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to try to limit where people can carry. If we can't stop the average citizen from getting a a, a carry license, we're going to try to stop them from carrying basically anywhere that they might want to go to protect themselves. Right? Supreme Court took a look at this, too. And uh, they rejected this, the idea of of, of making, you know, uh, as many public places as possible, quote, unquote, sensitive places. Here's what Justice Thomas wrote. Uh, in this case, we do think that the respondents air in their attempt to characterize New York's proper cause requirement as a sensitive place law. In their view, sensitive places where the government may lawfully disarm law-abiding citizens include, quote, all places where people typically congregate and where law enforcement and other public safety professionals are presumptively available. Justice Thomas, writing for the majority, says it is true that people sometimes congregate in sensitive places, and it is likewise true that law enforcement professionals are usually presumptively available in those locations. But, he writes, expanding the category of sensitive places simply to all places of public congregation that are not isolated from law enforcement defines the category of sensitive places far too broadly. The respondents, meaning the state of New York, the respondents argument would in effect exempt cities from the Second Amendment and would eviscerate the general right to publicly carry arms for self-defense that we discuss in detail below. Put simply, there is no historical basis for New York to effectively declare the island of Manhattan a sensitive place simply because it is crowded and protected generally by the New York City Police Department. Mm. Now, again, I I suspect that uh, Eric Adams and other anti-gun politicians are going to broadly ignore what the court has said here, and they are going to try to uh, make these uh, sensitive places as broad as possible. I just don't think that that's going to last very long because I think the court is going to strike that down. Now, as to the test that uh, the Supreme Court says lower courts should be using when they are considering Second Amendment cases. Here's what Justice Thomas had to say, quote, In Heller and McDonald, we held that the Second and Fourteenth Amendments protect an individual right to keep and bear arms for self-defense. In doing so, we held unconstitutional two laws that prohibited the possession and use of handguns in the home. In the years since, the courts of appeals have coalesced around a two-step framework for analyzing Second Amendment challenges that sometimes combines history, or excuse me, that combines history with means in scrutiny. Today, we decline to adopt that two-part approach. In keeping with Heller, we hold that when the Second Amendment's plain text covers an individual's conduct, the Constitution presumptively protects that conduct. To justify its regulation, the government must not simply posit that the regulation promotes an important interest. Rather, the government must demonstrate that the regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition of farm regulation. Only if a farm regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition May a court conclude that the individual's conduct falls outside of the Second Amendment's unqualified command. Uh, They specifically talked about the Second Circuit Court of Appeals and their two-step analysis. And they wrote, uh, the Court of Appeals' second step is inconsistent with Heller's approach and its rejection of means in scrutiny. We reiterate that the standard for applying the Second Amendment is as follows. When the Second Amendment's plain text covers an individual's conduct, The Constitution presumptively protects that conduct. The government must then justify its regulation by demonstrating that it is consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearms regulation. Only then may a court conclude that the individual's conduct falls outside of the Second Amendment's unqualified command. So again, they reiterated this, right? They really want the courts to understand this two-step process is going away unless you can find, and again, not some sort of outlier Ordinance that some uh, a village put on the books back in you know 1836, but something again that was broad, widespread, that was seen as a a, a long-standing, widespread regulation. Then the conduct, let's say, owning an AR-15 or owning a 20-round magazine, must be considered presumptively in accordance with the right to keep and bear arms. And I got to tell you, gun control advocates are going to have a very difficult time finding historic analogs for bans on the most commonly sold rifles in America. When the Winchester Repeating Rifle, what uh, Ida Wells called the ar she called it the, uh, well, she didn't call it the AR-15 of its day. That's what I call it. The Winchester Repeating Rifle, she said, deserved a place of honor in every black home in the late 19th century, right? To protect against lynchings, to protect against uh, 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 cross burnings and, uh, uh, again, attacks on uh, free blacks. There were no calls to ban the Winchester repeating rifle. We don't have those calls in American history. There was never a, a gun control lobby in the late 1800s saying, we got to ban these repeating rifles. These are fire too fast, too many rounds. Didn't happen. When Samuel Colt uh, introduced the revolver, you didn't see calls to ban revolvers, right? Well, these single-shot pistols have sufficed for so long. We don't know. That didn't happen. There are none of those historic analogs in our nation's history. And again, I think this calls into doubt the uh, 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 lawfulness uh, of things like Maryland or California or New York's ban on so-called assault weapons, uh, magazine capacity restrictions, things of that nature, because you just don't find those types of gun control laws until we get to the modern era and the modern gun control movement. And even then, the vast majority of states around the country have not adopted the type of gun control regulations that we see in blue states. So again, this is a hugely important case that goes, I, I just just dealing with the right to, to, to bear arms is big enough. Uh, but the fact that other cases are now almost certainly to be implicated by today's decision is also huge. Here are just a couple of the cases that are on hold right now at the Supreme Court. These are in conference. These have been held over. The Supreme Court hasn't dismissed them. They haven't taken these cases. But you've got Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs versus Platkin. That's a magazine ban challenge. In New Jersey, gun owners were told if you have magazines that can hold more than 10 rounds, you've either got to permanently alter them, you've got to hand them over to the state police, or you've got to get rid of them. They cannot be in your possession. No longer. Doesn't matter if you legally purchased them, can't have them anymore. So that's before the Supreme Court right now. There's Young versus Hawaii, which deals with Hawaii's uh, uh, May issue uh, permits for openly carrying a firearm. That is almost certainly going to be implicated uh, by today's decision. In fact, it is implicated by today's decision. Not only the open carry ban, but Hawaii's near total ban on concealed carry. Uh Bianchi versus Frosch, which is a, a challenge to Maryland's ban on so-called assault weapons. That is hanging out at the Supreme Court in conference. Duncan versus Bonna, which is another magazine ban. That uh is in conference right now at the Supreme Court. All of these cases could be remanded back down to the lower courts with instructions of, hey, you follow what we said in Bruin. Uh, or the Supreme Court could decide that it is now going to take one or more of those cases that it has held on to in conference for in some cases. Gosh, I think the uh, uh, the magazine ban case, I mean, some of these go back to like last September. So some of these have been held over for not quite a year, but, you know, nine months or more. Uh, the Supreme Court, again, could take one or more of those cases, could send them all back down to the appellate courts with instructions based on Bruin. But again, this is huge when it comes to not just our right to carry a firearm in public, but again, some of the. Uh, the, 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 the most fundamental aspects of the anti-gun agenda uh, now appear to be off the table. Now, I'm sure, again, you're going to see uh, you know lower courts like the Ninth Circuit, the Second Circuit, they're going to continue to do everything they can to try to abuse or ignore what the Supreme Court has said today. Uh, but this decision, again, authored by Clarence Thomas, uh, a 6-3 majority opinion, does not give those courts really any wiggle room to go back and say, okay, well, we're still going to use this uh, intermediate scrutiny. No, you might see courts try to uh, really reach and say, well, you know, again, we found this uh, little burg there that had a uh, a law that banned this particular firearm. So therefore it's okay for the state of California uh, to ban the most commonly sold rifle in America today, right? I- again, I don't think that that argument is going to fly with the Supreme Court. We are certainly going to see more litigation. This does not stop the gun control agenda. This does not stop Democrats in blue states from trying to infringe on a right to keep and bear arms. What this does, however, is give us really hefty legal ammunition directly from the Supreme Court to say, no, you can't do that. The Supreme Court has said you can't do that. Uh, this law has to go away. So again, a hugely important day from the Supreme Court, a decision that uh, I should mention, by the way, does not implicate shall issue laws. This this decision does not turn the country into constitutional carry. The question before the court dealt specifically with New York's may issue statute, and that is what the court addressed. Presumably, if the court did want to weigh in on shall issue, I I, I don't know what the court would say for sure. But you could make an argument that well, look, you know, more than forty states are quote unquote shall issue. Uh, Yes, there are 25 states that uh, are are also constitutional carry where no permit is required, uh, but the vast majority of states require a a license of some sort in order to carry. So that would be a longstanding tradition that presumptively would be seen as constitutional. Uh, Again, the court didn't address that question, didn't get into that question. The question before the court was the May issue laws on the books in New York, and the Supreme Court did strike those laws down. uh, And in the process, I don't think they gave the uh, the other May issue states really any room to maneuver here. If you are requiring proper cause in order for somebody to get a concealed carry permit or a concealed carry license, you're violating their constitutional rights. The Supreme Court has made that abundantly clear. Now, we are going to continue talking about this. You know, normally we don't do a a program on Friday, but we are going to continue. Uh, this conversation. We will have an update for you tomorrow. As a matter of fact, as I was uh, sitting down uh, at 1030, I was supposed to do an interview with Representative Andrew Clyde of Georgia uh, about a a new bill that just dropped. And literally, as we started talking, the Bruin decision came down. So I tell you what, tomorrow we're going to have a cam and company. Uh, I'm going to share that interview with Representative Andrew Clyde. It's not going to be dated except for the part where I say, hey, guess what? The Bruin decision just came down. Uh, But we will share that interview with you because I want you to hear what uh, Representative Andrew Clyde has to say. But also on tomorrow's Cam and Company, we're going to be getting reaction uh, from Second Amendment groups, from legal scholars. Uh, But again, this is a a great, great decision uh, on the part of the Supreme Court, the 6-3 majority here. No more. Can states like New York or California arbitrarily and artificially depress the number of armed citizens out there? Uh, that appears to be taken off of the table. Now, listen, I will say, this, this, this is not an exhaustive decision. In fact, Justice Thomas himself said this is not an exhaustive decision. There are still all kinds of games that these states can play. I just don't think it's going to get them very far. So New York can try to jack up the fee to apply for a license. That's $1,000 to apply. And that could get passed into law, and it could be challenged in court. And I think almost immediately, it's going to be struck down. Because again, what the court has said is, in essence, you can't stop the average American who's law-abiding, who's not a prohibited person. If they can legally own a gun, they should be able to lawfully carry a firearm. And if you are now setting up these expensive... Uh, and and burdensome fees that are going to stop the average American from being able to afford to exercise their right to carry, that too is going to violate their constitutional rights. As Justice Thomas said, the Second Amendment is not a second-class right. And these states that have continued to treat the Second Amendment as a second-class right, at best, have now been told in no uncertain terms, you can't do that. Any longer. So again, this isn't going to make the gun control groups fold up their tent and go away. You will not see Governor Gavin Newsom in California shrug his shoulders and say, okay, I guess we're going shall issue now. They will put up a fight. They will continue to do everything that they can to try to block as many Americans as possible from exercising a constitutionally protected right, one that is not a second class right. Our fight will continue. In fact, I would say over the next couple of years, it's probably going to become more urgent than ever before, Uh, and not just in the courts, but in these state legislatures, at our city council meetings, at our county commission meetings. No level of government is going to be immune from attempts by gun control advocates to try to circumvent this court's decision. But because of the strong language that the Supreme Court provided today, I think we are going to be successful in challenging and beating back a lot of those uh, uh, really uh, egregious attempts to override the Supreme Court if we continue to be involved, continue to be engaged, continue to support Second Amendment organizations that are challenging these types of gun control laws in court. Uh, in fact, you know we've got, again, just you know, the cases that I mentioned at the Supreme Court, but also a number of cases percolating at the appellate court level, and uh, new cases are filed seemingly on an almost daily basis right now. Uh, And those cases are going to continue. They're going to be hugely important. But we have a whole lot of legal heft behind us, in addition to the plain text of the Bill of Rights, and most specifically, the Second Amendment. So congratulations to all of the gun owners out there, particularly those in May issue states. Uh, I hope that your life is soon to get better, that your rights are soon to be recognized. And I know that, again, if uh, your blue state governments try to pull a fast one here, they're going to get hauled into court again. We're not stopping until the Second Amendment really is available to every law-abiding American in this country. And right now, unfortunately, that's still not the case. Now, we will be back again tomorrow, as I mentioned, with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from across the nation, including the Senate gun deal and a vote that could come this afternoon. Uh, but and for right now, for this moment, take a deep breath and smile, because the Supreme Court has recognized that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed not by new york not by california not by maryland or new jersey not by anyone because it's a real right and it's not going away until we talk again be well be safe and most importantly be free